First of all, I just want to do a big shout out to the, I believe Robin said it was something like 800 plus people who watched our first episode and listened to our first episode with Mr. Steve Kirk himself. Definitely appreciate the views, definitely appreciate the listens. So Caden, we're here today, we're going to do a little bit of a retro gaming thing. One of your favorite games, one that I actually played through today for the first time ever, Dark Forces Dark Forces 1. We're going to be doing two later. Yeah, absolutely, man. Dark Forces has to be one of my favorite Star Wars video games, not because it's like the greatest Star Wars video game, but I literally played this game as like a three-year-old, sat on my father's lap and just pressed like the shoot button. So it has like super nostalgia for me. You know, this game, I, I mean, I love 2. 2 is probably one of my favorite Star Wars games besides Knights, as everybody found out about last week, obviously. But the character of Kyle Katarn is just, he's awesome. You know what I mean? He's hes the Star Wars Chuck Norris. Uh, he's a badass. And, you know, not only was he a stormtrooper and an Imperial officer, he was a Jedi, a Jedi master. I mean, this is all legend material, but, you know, it still sticks with it. But uh, the character's just fantastic. You know, very well fleshed out. This game, because I the Dark Trooper project, I think is really interesting. You know, it was like the Empire's kind of way of dealing with I, I even believe that it was old clone troopers that were dark troopers. So that's that's just a couple of reasons why you know I really, really like this game. What about you, James? What did you think? I mean, it was your first time playing through it. Now, coming in from a more objective standpoint, it was a fantastic game. And I had to keep in mind while I was playing it that it was from the era of of Doom and uh, Duke Nukem. And uh, and uh, I don't know if you remember when uh, you might be a little bit young for it, but in the in the late 90s, Chex Serial came out with a Doom clone that was called Chex Quest. And it was a fantastic game. And the thing for me is all three of those games, including um, Dark Forces, are essentially Doom clones with a different skin, <clears throat> where you have a selection of between uh, four and nine weapons to choose from. You run around picking up shield and health power-ups while looking for some obscure switch on a wall somewhere and hoping to God that you find it. And you bring the tab key, you hit the tab key, and you open up an area map that's a wireframe map that shows the basics with color-coded, uh, with a color-coded uh, legend on it. And once I got past the fact that I felt like I was playing Doom, but shorting it, shooting at Stormtroopers instead, it's actually a great game. And it's not because the graphics are fantastic, which they were pretty average for that time, and it's not because the game itself is fantastic, because the storyline is what really sells it. It's because of Kyle Katarn. And I'll completely agree, Kyle Katarn is one of the greatest Star Wars characters ever to exist. And on top of wanting to see him, like desperately wanting to see him recanonized in some form, which actually, Caden, we talked about this earlier today, if they went ahead and, you know, had Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren slaughtering the Jedi Masters at Luke's Jedi Temple, you could recanonize just about everybody from Legends right there and then take them out of canon again once they died off. Like, it wouldn't be too hard. But Kyle Katarn's a bit of an enigma because he stole the plans for the Death Star in the very first mission of that game, and we already know what happened with that. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe Cassie and Andor is kind of a new age Kyle Katarn, and I'd really, I'd really like to see some more backstory on him. But the game itself was pretty excellent. Um, I like how they brought in the Dark Trooper project. project. Um, if you ever played Empire at War, they have uh, the option of getting the Arc Hammer, which is the place where the Dark Troopers were... Uh, 
were produced um, as one of your ships as you play if you play as the Empire, and they actually have the Dark Troopers available in the expansion, um, the the Gold Pack expansion, as a unit that you can have. And it was one of the more obscure Imperial quote unquote super weapon projects. And I'll classify it as a super weapon simply because it was creating a super soldier, which nobody had really tried to do up until then, since the, you know, the craft and their war droids. The game itself touched on a lot of points of old canon that I'd like to see come back. So it was a real big hit in the nostalgia. And I really did enjoy it. No, absolutely, man. And that that's like the same opinion I have about the game. You know, they go over some really some really interesting untouched ground. You know, this this game, and I'll always throw it back to this, as much as I do love Rogue One, Rogue One to me feels like like all the good feelings we get from playing a Star Wars video game. You know what I mean? And like this is like such a great story that I'm always like, oh man, every time I play the game, honestly, the the craziest part for me is I recently picked it up for PlayStation 1. And luckily, uh, Tori, my, my girlfriend, for everybody who doesn't know, but obviously, James, you know uh, who Tori is. You've been yeah. around, all that good stuff. She had a PlayStation 2. And that game is, you know, you're able to play it on the PlayStation 2. So as soon as you drop down that elevator in that first level, I'm just like, I remember every little hidden area. I remember everything I need to do. I just ran through it in like two minutes and beat that first level. Because I'm just like, man, this game... Like you just remember it in your head. At least I do, you know. And honestly, I love going through. I love going through it from a fresh perspective for exactly that reason. I had all the fun of finding all those little hidden areas and everything, and it took me a while. You know, I, I really love this game because, like I said, it was my first Star Wars video game. And honestly, as a kid, I didn't know what it was called. I mean, like I said, I was I was three, four years old, and as my dad would tell you, I so fondly called it the Stormtrooper game. Because that's what you saw the most. You know what I mean? Stormtroopers getting gunned down by Kyle Katarn. Right. And running around as one of the most powerful Jedi ever to exist and one of the coolest characters of all time. Like you said, Star Wars version of Chuck Norris. I mean, he's just untouchable. He's got the beard, too. Well, did you know what is under Kyle Katarn's beard? Uh, another beard. Uh, it's another Briar pistol, actually. Is it really? So he can, like, psychokinetically fire that whenever he wants to. His beard just splits open and it's just like, pew! That is exactly what happened. I think that's in like the Wikipedia page. Sure. I mean, let's let's even touch on the Briar pistol. Like, I mean, you really can't have a more bad <laughs> weapon. It's ridiculously underpowered for its size, and it's actually just a cut down carbine. And that's that's according to the uh, Central Guide to Weapons and Technology that he yeah. modified into a pistol, so he could have the extra range. But the option of firing this ridiculously powerful overcharged blast that depleted an entire power cell, but would just punch through just about anything that you wanted to point it at. And I really can't think of a better weapon aside from a lightsaber for someone like Kyle Katarn. I really look at Star Wars like, you know, the props that I would want to have. You know, obviously we all have our lightsabers with, you know, from Ultra Sabers, whatever company you go through. Shout out to Ultra. You guys are the best. Anyway. Right but, on. Um, yeah. My, my set of arms reaching James is holding his as this is being recorded. Um, yeah, that's right. This is going to be audio. I'm actually currently holding my Ultra Saber. As much as I want a DL44 because it's just that classic that was Han Solo's, I find yeah. myself like, man, I would re- – and it, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Briar Pistol? Briar? Briar Pistol? I'd, I'd say Briar just going with English. I don't know if it translates into basic as something different, but Briar is what I was always pronouncing it as. I've never Briar. heard it pronounced differently. I've never seen it pronounced differently. So, Yeah, and here, here's another little fun fact. 
for everybody. I don't think it's from this game because I'm pretty sure it's a different voice in the second game and third game. The guy who voices Pal Katarn also voices Darth Revan. Really? Yeah, it's the same voice. So that makes me like Kyle Katarn even more. Obviously, everybody knows Darth Revan's my favorite character. And uh, yeah, it's the same voice actor. You like Revan over over a Nihilus? Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got to go for Nihilus on that one, man. What? Revan over... I got to go for Nihilus. Like, uh, Revan's a great character. Don't get me wrong. He's one of my... He's arguably one of my favorite Sith Lords of all time. And also one of my favorite Jedi of all time. You know, which is which is where why he's interesting. He's got that dichotomy there. Nihilus, in terms of just sheer potential force power, was fucking terrifying. I really liked Nihilus, man. He had the look. He had, you know, kind of with with Darth Revan. Yeah, he looked all cool with the robe and the mask and everything. But Nihilus looked like something that a Jedi would dream about in like the dark nights when he's alone on some backwater world. Just those empty eyes and that like death's head mask with the accents on it and everything. And then the fact that he could annihilate the population of an entire world just to feed his force power was just like, all right, that's cool. Completely disagree. Nihilus is just hungry. No, um, I, I agree, man. I mean, that he is a fantastic character. I hold him. He's got the Star Wars equivalent of the munchies. Yeah, exactly. He's an awesome character. And, you know, I think the thing that really... I do hold Revan to a higher standard. I, I do. But I love Nihilus as well. But I think the coolest part about Nihilus isn't even really his look. I mean, the look is awesome, but his voice. Yeah. You know, it's it, that ancient Sith language or whatever, isn't it? Something like that. I His voice is what sells that character for me. Um, I did play a little bit of Dark Forces 2 today. Well, you know what? The problem that I, Since we're talking about Dark Forces, do you just want to give both reviews tonight? Yeah, let, I, pl- I did not play all the way through Dark Forces 2 like I wanted to. I played through a little bit of Dark Forces 2, and the problem I was running into is I have a six-year-old Acer laptop, which, while it runs the game at far better graphics than it should because it's a much older game than my laptop, um, finding the correct screen resolution was a bit of a challenge. And so I'd always I'd run into issues where I couldn't see my health bar, I couldn't see my ammo count, or I couldn't see, you know, the objectives or anything like that. And I kept having to play with it. So eventually I just got frustrated and said, stop playing it. But what I played overall was actually a lot better than one from a gameplay standpoint. I didn't get too much into the storyline like I wanted to. And I don't care if you spoil that for me now. The the story of two is definitely it's definitely better because it's a little deeper basically the story is kyle's dad gets killed by the original inquisitors um that being jarek and i I forget what all their other names are honestly but jarek is a miraluka just like vices was nihilus's apprentice so you know that's an interesting like little race you know they're blind can see through the forest that's always interesting but uh Star Wars Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight is definitely just a better game. I mean, number one, right off the bat, boom, you get a lightsaber. You know, that's that that's better. Right. You know, everything's always better with the lightsaber. That's you can't argue with that. But the, the whole story itself, you know, even the lightsaber combat, it, it's the first version of what would be the Jedi Outcast lightsaber combat. Right. Which, is arguably my favorite game in gaming and And that that one at jedi outcast is my favorite game and that's simply because of the lightsaber combat in it oh yeah i mean and it's 
you know, there, there's a couple things in that game that's like, oh man, like the the Moldy Crow, the the Hawk 290 that uh, that they fly. You know, that ship gets destroyed. So that in the third one, I think they have the Raven's Claw. You know, I, I always I always love the the Hawk 290s. Those are just cool little ships. You know, they they're very Star Wars, and you know that ship gets destroyed, and that's cool. I, the Raven's Claw is cool looking, but I think the Hawk is much more Star Wars. You know. Yeah. Um, the the Raven's Claw felt like something out of like Firefly or, you know, like another kind of sci-fi show or movie, whatever. But um, yeah, no two two has to be my favorite one of that. Eh, I think two is my favorite one of that series. I just I I like I love Jedi Outcast, but I played both of those games as a kid. You know, Dark Horse is one and two. So to really go into you know another story where you have lightsabers and all that great stuff, and the story is just much more fleshed out. I dig that. You know what I mean? And yeah. I probably, I mean, I guess this is a good time. Which one would you? You've only played the first level or so of, of two, but so far, which one do you think you're going to prefer? I honestly, definitely think that I'm going to prefer um, two over one. What makes you say that so early on? The fact that I, I, from a gameplay standpoint, I like it a lot more, and from a storyline standpoint, everything that you're telling me and everything that I've experienced so far, I'm enjoying it a little bit more. Um, where one was definitely a hit in the nostalgia for me. Uh, two was a little bit more something that I would sit down and play on a daily basis type thing. Yeah, no, I understand that. There's a yeah. that game is how do I explain that game? It's kind of similar to one where it's a lot of like you need it's a harder game, you know what I mean? Nowadays, games are a lot easier, like even just to play through a story mode, you know, like this game is like you're gonna get stuck. And there's going to be times where you're like, where the hell am I going? And what am I supposed to do right now? And eventually you find it. And, you're, you know, it's one of those games where, oh, I was just supposed to jump up here or, like, move this thing. And then you're like, oh, I'm stupid. But, right. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Take take away from one. What who was your what was your favorite part of it? My favorite part of one wasn't any particular part of the game, but it was the problem solving aspect of it. And the fact that it was a little bit more in depth than i would expect from a game from that time storyline wise my favorite part of that is literally just running around as kyle katarn and getting to see his story kind of flesh out the for the first time yeah totally for me i I think it's kind of that dive into like the grittiness of like the alliance because you never you never really got that before i mean i'd even say rogue one you know rogue one really fleshed out like hey maybe not everybody in the Alliance is a good guy. Right. <clears throat> not necessarily a good guy, but like they're doing some crappy things and, you know, you know this shooting like, people in the back. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and Kyle's a gritty, a gritty character. You know, he, he's an ex Imperial who, who's working for the rebellion for the right reasons, but he's still trained as an Imperial, you know, he's a little more cutthroat in these games and, you know, uh, I think it's cool, you know, seeing characters like Boba Fett pop up, you know, and right. jobs in it at one point. You know, there's that little it's it's an underworld kind of game. I'm trying to think of the there was another game that really did that very well. And um, where you had the little map and you could click on which planet and which mission you wanted to go to. Oh, that was uh, that was Jedi Academy. Yeah, that was really right. good, too. Jedi Academy did a fantastic job of kind of showing the grittier side of things as well. And as as much as uh, Dasan was just an absolutely horrible, 
horrible uh, antagonist in there. Um, yeah, Dasan was a crap guy. Yeah, Dasan was horrible. And um, it was just like, all right, well, you kind of get to see like the underworld, like like you said, the underworld side of things, where you just kind of get the um, like the criminal aspect of it, and you get to see kind of like not everything's as cool as you might think it is in the Star Wars universe, and and being you know a civilian in the Star Wars universe would probably kind of suck some hard major balls, <laughs> uh, depending on where you lived. I mean, yeah, uh, you'd be running around like. Oh, all these mystical people and like Jedi and oh, that guy's got a Tie Fighter and like I have a bicycle. And then what? What do I do? I, I sell I sell fruit from a stall uh, in 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 you know Mos Espa uh, on Tatooine, and my life is terrible. You know, so it's like why can't I be a Jedi or a star pilot for literally ninety eight point nine percent of the galaxy, and the rest of them are like, oh, they're gonna make movies about us in a galaxy far, far away, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> so yeah, it's. I mean, being a civilian at Star Wars would absolutely suck, and that kind of, those games, and also Knights of the Old Republic, really did a good job of showing how much average day to day life in the Star Wars galaxy and all sunshine and friggin' roses. Oh yeah, I mean that that's very true. You know, all the movies we see are like most fantastic things that have ever happened in that galaxy, and you know, like some people, right. might not even, there, there are people in the galaxy that are like, "What's a Jedi? What's a Sith? What do you do? to to really break into that?" It's it's cool. All right, well, I think we fleshed out about as much as we can do about the uh, the uh, Dark Forces series. There, um, next week we're going to pick another retro, or not next next week, next couple of weeks here we're going to pick uh, another retro Star Wars game to do. We'll discuss this off camera and uh, figure out. Uh, what we're going to talk about next time. Well, maybe have somebody else on is going to be interesting. I'm trying to get a couple of people on with us who uh, could bring some interest here. The most logical step in the, you know, the next step for us would be to do Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy. I'm thinking that exactly. I got to go get Jedi. Well, I've already Actually, played through Jedi Outcast um, and I have Jedi Academy on the laptop. So I'm going to start uh, throwing that one down. I'm actually going to go out and buy a mouse this week. So I'm not doing the awkward keyboard gaming. Mysteries of the Sith. Have you played that game? I have not. You want to do that one? Let's do Mysteries of the Sith because that is just like a special little game for me, dude. I love that game. And of course, I mean, spoilers for people who have never played it. You play as Kyle Katarn for the first three levels and then you're Mara frickin' Jade. Like, boom. That's an amazing I'm cool with that. All right, guys. Well, I guess next All week right. you're getting three games review in a row. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. We'll just do a, we'll just do a Kyle Katarn special episode. I mean, kind of like special episode episode two because we kind of did like a lot of Kyle Katarn crap this time but we'll the do it Katarn again. Chronicles. That's what we're calling these two episodes. The Katarn Chronicles. The Katarn Chronicles. And uh, I think that's going to be about it. So we do this wonderful thing over here at Brick City Blockade called Blood Time. Where can they find you on social media, Mr. Stetler? Well, of course you can find Rebel Cause at Rebel Cause Links on Facebook and Instagram under that same name. You can find our podcast Rebel Chatter at rebelchatter.com iTunes and all these other great podcasting apps all across the galaxy. And of course you can find us on the brick city blockade podcast network. Outstanding. You can find me on Facebook at voice overacting 1212. You can find me on Twitter at I'm not really him nine. You can find me pretty much nine times out of 10 sitting in my bed playing video games. Um, and you can also find me and brick city blockade over at www.brickcityblockade.com. Come check us out and also check out uh, Starbucks podcast. Great couple of guys 
definitely worth worth check out if you are over the sweet age of 18. All right, and as we like to say on both of our networks, may the force be with you. Always. Oh. <laughs>